Previously on Rolling with Rainbows. A matter of reflection. She says, hi, nice to meet you. I'm, uh, Hilda, Hilda Beatty. Annie Rose and I, we've always been interested in this kind of stuff. She's disappeared, and I think it's something to do with, with these stones. I think she might have found them. The Brotherhood who worshipped the King in Yellow might be in Rhode Island. This is the building, the headquarters of the Society of Universal Friends. We know enough folks here that we can find out where Annie Rose is. So, we can take you that far and get the information you need. Let's go find Annie Rose. How do, you, podcast. how do you start a podcast? Why do you always say that? You always say this is a podcast. That's like your favorite thing to say. <laughs> um, otherwise, how would they know? <laughs> just state facts. You are now listening to a podcast. Yeah, I should just do like Rod Serling intros to Welcome every to Rolling with Rainbows. <laughs> so that people know they're in the Twilight Zone. Yeah. Imagine um... a world where audio comes directly <laughs> to your ears presented for your consideration a podcast of some kind what is a podcast you ask well it's an audio program where people discuss their favorite movies and what those movies have to do with bananas imagine a radio play available at any time you wanted it a red imagine a radio play you could listen to at any hour of the day or night called Girl Boss O'Clock, where women talk I... about their favorite movies and why the characters in it would be CEOs in Silicon Valley today. Oh my god, I need this podcast. I, I'm pretty sure there are, like, there are definitely podcasts like that. <laughs> I feel like I'm in the Twilight Zone already. This is great. So, you all found yourselves in the headquarters of the Society of Universal Friends. Yes. You all got some help from Mary and Sarah, the friends who were around at the time, and um, they're going to take you on a trek to go and find Annie Rose somewhere in the dreamlands. But you don't currently know where. More importantly, Uh we got some extremely snappy headwear. Yes. Oh, wait, do we get to reveal what hats hats we chose? This was a bit of homework I gave the players. Yes. uh, Because because you, you all picked hats when... In the last episode, but I said that before you set off from the headquarters, you could pick new hats again. So, what hat did Vi pick? Vi is going to stick with the hat that makes her feel very powerful, uh-huh. which is the same one from last episode. <laughs> yes. Can you tell us? Can you describe again the hat very quickly? Sure. I remember it, but just for the audience's sake. Yeah, I remember it, too, which is why I'm not having to go look up the exact wording. Uh, <laughs> well, it's a it's a, it's a a trucker hat. It's green, little green peaked cap. It is. And it has a little caption on the front. The problem is that I DM'd it to you, and... Um, oh, you put it in the channel as well. It's here. Wait, are you going to oh, okay. steal That's the one that I'm... Uh, no, you can't steal my idea. What? Joe, she explicitly... Are you fucking kidding me, bud? Joe, she... <laughs> She explicitly <laughs> described wearing this hat last time. Yeah. If you're wearing a similar hat, that is, I cannot stress this enough, 110% on you. I... 
Okay, that's all right. No, Serena can copy (laughs) by. That's totally fine. She's one hundred (laughs) percent fine with that happening. So, Jess, what hat is Vi wearing? Sure, Vi is wearing this sort of baseball cap that's a little bit green with a white area on it with very small text that says, "Women fear me, fish fear me, men turn their eyes away from me as I walk. No beast." Dare makes a sound in my presence. I am alone on this barren earth. <laughs> and then there's a little fish. That's a good hat. That's incredible. Um, and that's the that's the hat that she picked out last time. So I, I, I guess you just stuck with it. Um, what hat is Serena? Wearing? I don't know because I was gonna wear a women want me fish fear me hat, but I can't do that now. <laughs> I mean, sure you can. Uh, come back to me. <laughs> You could change it up for the show me that butthole. I'm not going to wear that. <laughs> okay, so um, I feel like Felicity would have picked a fun hat. Someone didn't do their homework. I didn't do my homework. Uh-oh. Oh, I'm trying to invent a fun and yet stylish hat. Remember, this oh, is a very head. important accessory. Oh my god, this accessory. is a really important just, styling challenge. It's not just, it's not just, uh, it's not just cosmetics. It's, th- this loot box isn't just cosmetics, I promise. <laughs> Um, uh, it's actually, it keeps you from, hidden from the gods. Yes. So you can't be tracked through the dreamlands by omniscient beings of eldritch and unknown power. Right, you could just choose not to wear a hat, I guess. But as long as I'm wearing a hat, the kind of hat it is doesn't matter. Yeah, but this is your opportunity for self-expression. Right, exactly. Uh, Right, you don't even have to pay $15 for this hat. (laughs) I've had another cursed idea. <laughs> okay, well, what's what hat is Serena wearing? Serena is wearing a um, it's like a green, like bucket hat, uh, with like little go- like red goggles on it, and like little animal ears poking out the top. <laughs> no, uh, it, uh, play, uh, people who play hits uh MOBA no. League of Legends might recognize this as Timo's hat. This is fucking disgusting. That's horrific. What what does Serena see it as? Um, Just an alien hat. uh, It's like, it's just plushy and kind of (laughs) cute. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Let's wrap up our hats. What's what's Felicity wearing? Uh, I think she's decided to just stick with the hat that she picks in the first place. I think she, she likes it, matches her outfit. Tragic. Gonna go for it. You had you had you had weeks to think of this. Yeah, you had two weeks to think of this. (laughs) (laughs) You had all summer to think of this. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um. So a thing that happens uh, when you step out the door and you're trekking along uh, to wherever you're going, uh, Mary and Sarah taking up the uh, you know the front of the party is that you all notice that it's actually really hard to progress any kind of distance. This isn't something that you had to do before because you were just creeping around the one big house. But actually, like, it's really hard to move in a real consistent, continued sense. Um, Like a maze. And it reminds you, you know, you went through a little bit of this when you were entering the dream world. It was hard to move then. Yeah. And you can tell that it's something to do with being in the dream world again. You notice that you're actually starting to lag behind the uh, the two. Like, like almost as if we're moving, like what we're moving through is like viscous or something. 
it's not about like just sheer resistance. It's more like you feel your body moving. You feel, you know that you're putting in, you're walking, you feel the momentum. And then when you look up, they were way ahead of you. Oh, okay. You know how it feels in a dream when you're being chased by something. It's kind of the opposite of that. You know, you're trying to catch up, but you can't. Uh, okay. Uh, hey, hey, hold up. We're, um... You guys are going very fast. You can see that they, uh, they, they confer with one another for a second. Um, and, uh, they, 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 they come back to you effortlessly. They sort of, you know, just, like, stride, stride back up to you. Oh, sorry, we forgot to tell you. Um, so, in the dream world, motion is different. You, um... You're not just moving yourself, you're uh, dreaming yourself. So you can either um, lucidly dream or you can um, arcanely dream. I'm sorry, what? Well, uh, I, yeah, that, that, that's gone over my head. <laughs> sorry, I know this is a lot to keep up with. You can either lucidly dream, which means you're, you move in the dream world like just moving around. Um, or you can arcanely dream, which... Um, it's a bit of a rarer skill. It takes a lot of practice. Basically, you become an expert dreamer, and you know, as you as you learn to dream well, uh, you can move through the dream world the way the dream world wants you to. Yeah. So mechanically, uh, because a lot of this is homebrew, because. Uh, despite the majority of Lovecraft's writing being about dreams, um, the majority of Call of Cthulhu is not. In fact, they don't map the dream world at all in Call of Cthulhu. So one thing I'm putting in here is that there are two ways of moving in the okay. dream world. So to attempt to lucidly dream, you're going to need to roll against your intelligence statistic. Okay. Or to attempt to arcanely dream, you need to roll against your power Okay. Curious. And because this is something that, you know, it just takes some practice, I'm going to, like, you know, give you a fair number of, you know, attempts at this if you flat out just can't Can do I, <laughs> can I, so, like, am I interpreting this right? In that one is, like, you enforcing f physical world logic on the dream world, and one is you sort of giving into dream logic type, type, type thing. That is exactly it. Okay. Yeah, it's ah, you, it's really interesting. You deal with the dream on your terms or on its yes. terms is basically the best way to understand it. Oh. So what what would what would the effect what would the different effect be of Themes of the cowards? Well, we'll basically get into that when you do it. Okay. But oh, I know that everyone here has a higher int stat than pow stat. Yep. So as I said, arcane dreaming is gonna be a rarer skill, harder right. to pull off. Mm. Well, I know someone who could pull it off. It's me. Y yeah? <laughs> oh, yeah, bud? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, give me a roll against your power, then, if sure. you want to try it. Just a D100? Easy? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Against, your against power my power skill. That's that's so... Look, that's a... Oh, shit! That's a hard success. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, um, Vi nails it. Actually, Vi begins to, uh, so, Vi, you feel like your body just became weightless. You're still on the ground, but you feel like you don't weigh anything now. Right. Well, I mean, honestly, this whole time, I always knew I was just staying back to, to, to not leave the <laughs> others behind. 
So <laughs> I love this for Vi. This is the most perfect thing that could be happening for Vi. Um, why don't you tell me what to you know that means to you? Like how how you dream yourself into being a I guess a better dreamer. I don't know. Yeah, this isn't going to be good for for Vi's self image uh, in terms of out of character. <laughs> in character, Vi is uh. just like maybe I am like an angelic being of, of <laughs> powerful dreamness. Fantastic. Maybe everything I saw in my visual uh, stage of evolution was true. <laughs> Incredible. Um, who wants to go next? Uh, yeah, can I, can I try doing the arcane? What's your power stat? My power stat is 45. Okay, and you roll 24. Hello. Ooh. So that's a regular success. Okay. So you don't, uh, although you don't know that Vi started to feel weightlessly, you don't feel weightless. Mm-hmm. But you don't, but you also notice that, like, your ability to move matches up to what you expect right now. Okay. So if you move your hand, it doesn't move less than you thought you had moved it. Right. Yeah. So I'm keeping up with the world. Exactly. You're keeping okay. up with it quite nicely. Okay. Um, can you tell me kind of what goes on in Felicity's head? Uh, so, yeah, it was, it was kind of feeling like moving through sludge kind of feeling like... It's more, like I say, it's more just like you, you felt like you were moving, but every but your vis, but visually, your hand-eye coordination or your body-eye coordination just doesn't match up. So it's like... You felt like you were moving fine, right. and then every time you would check, it's less than you thought. Right. So now, now it kind of feels like uh, I am going where I expect to in the time that I am expecting to be able to get there, mm-hmm. and yet I'm not really. It's not really going through my like sensory processing system, oh. like how that's happening it's just happening so it's like so you when you so you're saying because you're giving into the dream it's like you're just dreaming yourself to be in that place yeah it's and there like you are. i am ending up where i'm expecting to end up in the way that i am expecting it that's fantastic but yeah i am not experiencing it as i am expecting that it. is exactly how i wanted this mechanic to be like because intel the intelligence role is you trying to rationalize the dream so the power role is yeah like that makes sense. Um, and again, this is homebrew stuff, but like, if people want to do the Dreamlands in their own Call of Cthulhu campaigns, feel free to follow stuff I'm laying out here, uh, because I think these are fun mechanics. However, I, I, you know, it's up to you whether you want to have characters like my Society of Universal Friends who just tell your investigators what they can do. <laughs> they might not know what they can do. Um, Joe, what about Serena? I think Serena's going to try and... Enforce oh, myself on. upon the space and roll with intelligence. Yeah. Oh, okay. Nice. <laughs> um, I think, like, earlier she felt so powerless, like, when she was uh-huh. going through the psychological stage that she doesn't want to, like, give in to anything like that again, for a while at least. Mm. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, that tracks for me. Yeah. So, she, I think she knows she's probably trying this the hard way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so my intelligence is 55, so we roll a d100. 77! Oh no! no! <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So, uh, yeah, Serena tries to rationalize things, 
and the dream is unyielding. You find yourself uh, trying to just move the way you would in the physical world, and still, it's just not, uh, yeah, moving as well as you hoped. Yeah, you feel yourself moving, but it just does not track. <laughs> Serena, you just have to go with it. And, um, yeah, Mary Mary says, are you sure you don't want to, you're, you're trying to lucidly dream, right? I can tell. Maybe I am. What about it? <laughs> you said both uh, are ways of traveling this space. Okay, uh, if that's what you want to do. So you can roll again. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll roll again. Um, I think again mm-hmm. with... Would this be wrong? Motherfucker! This be wrong? <laughs> <laughs> it, got, it got worse! Oh Holy God. shit, a 90! What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, this isn't a pushed roll. This isn't This isn't rolling with a disadvantage. Right. Like, this is just a thing. Like, this is just how you exist in the space. So it's really <clears> something you can kind of try right. as much as you want, but you have to kind of establish but it. But it means that if there's if there's a time pressure and there's something coming up behind you, then... It's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll catch up. Don't worry about me. Um... <laughs> Joe's just getting stuck in the mud right now. She's thrashing. She's thrashing. No, that, that's not gonna work. You're you really need to. Can you give an, another shot? You're really sure you don't want to try arcane dreaming? She'll try it this time. Okay. What's your uh, power? So I'm going for sixty-five. Okay. Uh, oh, I'm... your power is actually higher than your intelligence. Woo! <laughs> Woo. What the fuck? 64? You got one on your head. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. That's really funny. Um, yeah, instantly when you relax a little and let yourself be, be, be in the dream, you suddenly feel that you can actually move the way you feel like you're moving. Um, but I think yeah, she, I think she that... doesn't feel like she's moving. She feels like the world is moving around her, but she is staying still. That's a good way to put it. That's a good. That is a good way to put it. Um, only with your regular success and with Felicity's regular success, I will say that for both of you, mm-hmm. although yeah, it's a good way to put it. Like you dream to where you are, and the world is moving around you rather than you're moving through it. Um, like those, those are true, but it still is about as fast as your regular movement. Mm-hmm. So don't modify your move ratings, but Vi take plus one to your move rating. Because you're essentially hovering. Oh. If you've ever had the kind of dream where you're like running and then you run like faster than you can run and you kind of begin to fly. Many times. At your, at this hard success, that's the kind of speed you're at. Like not the flying, not yet, but you're at that speed where it would tip over. Right. Awesome. I mean, it's not yeah. the best speed traversal I've ever had in a dream, me personally, just, but <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. Well, yeah, it's a hard success. It's not an extreme success. Um, oh, wow. It, it's not flying. It's go. falling with style. <laughs> <laughs> Fab. Um, so, um, yeah, so they, they um, I think... I think Mary says, uh, okay, that's fantastic. Um, okay, well, well we, we can carry on then, uh, if you can keep pace. And they start moving along the, the long road that you're on. And I haven't described it yet, but it is a lot like the 
nightmarish town that you found yourselves in before, and you, uh, when you were up on the upper stories of the Society of Universal Friends headquarters, you could look out across this infinite cityscape that you're in. And it didn't, as I said before, like, appear to have any curvature, any kind of horizon. Instead, it just, it just went, and like, it went for so long that you eventually just couldn't make out any further details because they were too farther away, rather than curving off. You're aware that you're on very much not a globe, but a plane. Um, and you're on, yeah, this really fucking long road um, with these ta- like kind of towering, unnaturally angled buildings looming all around you. Uh, unnaturally angled how? So we covered a little bit of this last time. There's just, it is, while some things have familiar looking um, architecture to them, and some have styles that, you know, your characters may or may not have seen from around the world, or from history, or even just things that just straight up look alien, none of that is the issue. The issue is that there's something to the geometry itself which is just a little unsettling. Just puts the hairs on the back of your neck up. Like Escher shit. <laughs> nice. Yeah, okay. you, that, is, that is kind of it. You're looking at you know, you're looking at buildings, and it's not that any of them are necessarily have, like, a staircase to nowhere, but, like, you're very much, like, aware that if you wanted to build a staircase to nowhere, this is the the place you'd do it. Right. Yeah. Stuff that looks like it might be bigger on the inside. <laughs> bigger on the inside is the thing I'm you can do in this place, absolutely. The vibe of, you know, like, those AI-generated images where they, like, try and generate <laughs> yeah. something based on input, but it doesn't look quite right. That's yeah. That's a, a nice name, way to think about it. Name one shape in this. Image. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, um, okay. And you're just track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just tracking along this road for a while. Uh, now keeping pace with Mary and Sarah, uh, going to wherever they're leading you. So, where, where, where are we going? And Mary says, "Um, um, yeah. Sorry about that. Um, we're taking you to. It's a sort of." You saw the city. Um, we're in the city of the gods, and each sector belongs to a different deity and belief system, but your your best bet to finding your friend is going to be at one of the border points, uh, a, a, a corner region, where several sectors meet together. There's a lot of trade there. People come there to um, to sell things, to talk, to meet. So we're going to... People? A place called... Well, yeah, people. Um, like, like... Of all like, kinds. You know, uh, um, Americans? Or, or like... <laughs> no, that's, that's not, that's and, not and what Sarah, I... Mean. And Sarah punches you on the top of the arm and goes, Yeah, that's the spirit. No, like... Uh, um, but like, sarcastically. Like, you know, say. people like, like us, or... I... <laughs> Um, I guess it's just not what I you know, expected. There'll be, some, there'll be some people who are a little like you. Uh, <laughs> Mary, there's no point in, uh, in, in, in bluffing them like this. You're going to meet a lot of folks who are going to strike you as awful weird. Are there, are there more yeah, that here? sounds pop, of course. <laughs> I take it back. That was, that was not digesting. That was just <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Serena, I don't Look. think I've ever met anyone like you. <laughs> Wait, what what tone was that said in? And Mary and Mary <laughs> this bullying. <laughs> Mary says, yeah, we already had that conversation. Uh, you you definitely have before. Well, don't worry about it. Um Look, the Society of Friends, we aren't the only humans here. Uh, anyone can get into the dreamlands. Uh, if you've ever had a dream that had mirrors in it, you... If you've ever had a dream with a mirror in it, that was a charnel mirror. And then you were in the dreamlands. If you've ever had a Whoa. dream where you were flying over strange places... There's good odds that was here too. The, the the dream plane connects everything in the universe. Human beings can come and go freely, but mostly inexperienced dreamers don't tr- attract the attention of gods. It's people who are more aware that they're here who have to. And she uh, like um, tugs at her hood, you know, indicating like you know head coverings, like. Uh, have to um, be inconspicuous. Right. Okay. And how do I find out which uh, deity has chosen me? <laughs> what? Sorry, what? Oh, you were saying how people live in the sectors and there's deities and people uh, come some people can come to the dreamland uh and uh, yeah uh, some people are really good at it uh so how do i find out which deity uh has chosen me well for this? what uh what god do you believe in um pray to what god what god do you pray to uh I I don't remember ever praying to a god. <laughs> That's a good answer. That's true. <laughs> Wait, if hang on, if this is a, the city a city of gods, does that mean that the the yellow brotherhood brotherhood is there? Pa- and patron? Um, Mary and Sarah both like visibly yeah. tense up. Um, yeah, the hmm. the brothers have been trying to take more and more of the city. They're the king in yellow is conquest minded. He wants dominion over all that he can see. But he wants, I think, from those from the brotherhood that have been trying to capture one of the shepherds, the the, the Batman. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they want to bring him to Narragansett. They'd need mm. a big mirror to. Well, in his in in his form as the king, he could easily travel through the 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 reflecting stones. I I oh I I guess I sort of assumed that like there'd be a. You know, he he's a powerful entity. He would need a big mirror. You know, like dream logic stuff. Uh, no, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> well, the good news is the brothers aren't how to say the smartest uh, bunch. 
and they haven't been able to glean the information that we've been sharing with you. They don't know about charnel mirrors yet, and uh, no one is too keen to tell them because they're... They're, uh... Um... And Mary interjects, uh, fucking bellends. They're a bunch of fucking bellends. Ha! <laughs> Men. <laughs> and, and Sarah continues, uh, Generally, there's a there, there there's an understanding between uh, denizens of the city that we are not telling them, and we're keeping the information away from them as much as we can because uh, it would be pretty bad if they got what they wanted. If they were able to bring the king to Narragansett, they would probably want to interfere with the others' project, and that would be disastrous to put the to put it lightly. Felicity just like kind of mumbles to herself, like. God wait. damn, these lesbians are so intelligent. Um, <laughs> wait, I forget. I- in character, have we heard of the others? Yeah, you were chatting a bit about the others last yeah. time. So okay. the others are like, yeah, this uh, spooky alien race who live somewhere around Narragansett, maybe in the real okay. world, but in the dreamscape, they also have their their sector. But what you also learned was that they're like super secretive, and um, so basically, like, they don't talk to anyone. Yeah. People don't really know. Like, that's a beyond thing. Like, knowing e- that even, they exist. Even though, yeah. So, so there is a few. There's a few things like they they are um, secretive to the point that that's like their defining feature. Here in the dreamscape, people become their like purest metaphysical platonic ideal self. Right. This is something we covered last yeah. time. But like, the others don't have one, or at least that's the like the operant because, theory. Because their their metaphysical self is the essence of secrecy uh it's not really that it's more it's like for whatever reason they take the form of this like f- you know of this incredibly functional form where they're just like a cloak and then they have an eyeball at the head because they need to see stuff and yeah. then like when they need to grab stuff you know whatever limb they need oh like, so we saw one oh, from underneath. okay yeah 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 exactly okay. yeah i love that description by the way Thank you. I, think that's um, I have a drawing in my book, and I'll probably post it on Twitter when this episode comes out. Uh. Anyway, um, um, and they, um, you know, although the city is divided up by like deities who rule it, and the others have a presence, they don't know actually what the others worship. Okay, right. Like that's that's how little people know about the others. Oh my god! Wait, you were telling us before about the public universal friend. Are they still... Are they here? Are we going to see them? Oh, the friend? (laughs) You're probably not going to see them. They... Well, it's going to be a long trek into the the forum, so we may as well tell you. Um, The friend went from here. That's what we put in our notes. But they didn't die. They went to the dream plane. They, They were here. The society disbanded publicly uh, about 40 years later. But what we were investigating in the meantime was where the friend had gone. I found them, but it had already been 30 years before I did. So when we disbanded publicly, we just went secret because our organization transitioned into the dreamlands. When I found the friend, they had been expertly dreaming for 30 years already. Three decades is a long time to dream. I 
Time walks strangely here. The time that you're here right now, it's longer, and also shorter than the time you're spending in the real world. It's hard to explain. Three decades is a long time. They are... something else now. Hmm. Uh, like me? A god? <laughs> I... I think that friend would not be happy with you comparing. I think the friend would find that blasphemous. Oh, oh okay. I mean... C closer to a god than to us, then. I... Personally, I think so. In many ways. Their power is... Phenomenal. Mary says, So, the friend came here, um... I guess to look for our god, and although none of us have yet found him, the friend is looking, and the friend has made a lot more progress than any of us. Does the friend need help? I could try looking. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know what, Sarah actually like has a little smirk at that, I, I think they say, um, uh, yeah, I, I don't think uh, you're gonna find god in a place that the friend just didn't think to look. Well, where, where did you last see him? <laughs> Octavia, remember who we came here to look for? <laughs> right, well, you can find them, too. Look, maybe you need to relax some more, Serena. Maybe you need to relax less. Time works different here, Serena. We can do all of that. <laughs> I... Well, no, time is an important thing. You're gonna... That's the thing. When you're gonna wake up from this dream, it's gonna hit you like a ton of bricks. I... You should try to spend as little time here as possible. At least th th this first time around, because it's gonna be taxing psychologically. Right. Okay, yeah. For your sake, you we should probably uh, get <laughs> moving, Serena. I have I have been meeting out like how long the conversation is. I'm not trying to just like wrap the, <laughs> wrap the thing. Uh, you have been trekking along this road for absolutely fucking ages. Um, in fact, if you think about it, it feels like it's been a, re a a longer road than you could have covered in this time. But that's something about the way that you're dreaming yourselves along now. Actually, it does feel different to moving through physical space. You aren't sure, but all of you. Actually, I'll say it like this. All of you feel like you may have traveled along this road faster than your legs would have been able to carry you. Vi is sure about that because she is actually, like, you know, hovering along. Felicity is reflecting on the fact that she knows that she's traveled. She can, she can intellectually process that she's traveled a long distance, but her body doesn't feel tired. Mm. But part of her brain really feels tired. Yeah. Yeah. She's been doing a lot of imaginative work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what you're arriving at now is this, um, you've been traveling through the city. There have been these kind of tallish buildings overlooking the road you've been on and you reach, you, you're coming to kind of what looks like the end of this road where, where it meets a junction point to lots of other roads. Lots of other roads to other sectors branch off from here. And um, what here is, is a kind of, um, uh, yeah, kind of like a, you know, a, a, in, in city planning terms at least, a circus, a, a, you know, a plaza, only like, 
you if you like step down into it there are concentric circles of of stepping down like it's a conical pit mm-hmm. okay but there's something very strange about looking into it like like if you're looking onto the next level down in the pit you're looking at another plane you're looking at another place if you look down onto the other uh onto onto the other levels going into the pit and if you st- try to stare like right down into it it feels like you're looking really into a deep hole even though the 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 kind of plaza you're looking at is only you know 60ish feet across actually like it feels you know and, and therefore concentric rings inside should should meet a point in the middle right yeah somehow they just keep on going mm. this is made in abyss shit yeah, but again, I'm trying to get that the geometry is like yeah. very peculiar I think here. The geometry so like, made in abyss is entirely fucked. That's true. Um, <laughs> but if you so so what I'm trying to describe, and this so maybe it won't make so much visual spatial sense, but I can just tell I can tell you in, in kind of game rules, is that if you were to walk around this ring, you could go off uh, six different roads. But if you were to take a step, just one step down into the pit, into the plaza onto the next level down you would be on a different ring Mm -hmm. which would lead to different roads and if you were to carry on like that you could carry on forever this is it this is an infinite junction point that's so cool right so what you see from here is um Six, as I said, six roads lead... So, what I'm trying to say is, if you tried to walk directly across the middle of this plaza, you wouldn't make it, because you would step infinitely down. Yeah. Right. But if you walked around the ring, you could go to where you, the opposite side. Right. Okay. So, directly opposite you, you see this kind of... What looks a little bit like a city wall. If you imagine coming to, like, a, 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 a city-state in the desert or something that has, like, a high wall to it, right? This, like protective city wall and on the front of it is this big door it must be uh, 20 feet tall in the middle of the door is a ring and the ring is bisected horizontally I think I'm trying to think who's seen it Um, you all could give me a kind of roll for this to try and understand, to try and see if it, but it's 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 about something you've seen before. So I'm I'm wondering what would be most appropriate for like maybe it is just a no roll, but it's like to see if this rings any bells. And I would give a I would give a bonus die here for, to to Vi. So I'm gonna say actually, you look at this door, it rings a bell, and give me just give me a no roll. So just roll against your education. Okay. Um... And Vi can have a bonus die on My this. My education is so... 75. I wrote a 59. What did you say your education was? 75. Oh, great. Okay. Okay, so in order to do the the bonus die, is it... So you roll a d100, and then you roll a d10. Okay. And if the d10 is lower than your 10s digit of the d100, then you take that. No, it's not. Okay, so forty-two. What's your what's your education? Sixty. Great, you succeeded. And philosophy? Seventy-five. So I succeeded hard. Oh shit! 
You actually succeeded extreme. Yeah. Nice. Um, so I'm going to describe it in an order, and that's for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, Vi recognizes this as one of her earliest memories. And I don't mean that as in childhood, I mean chronologically one of the things she remembered earliest when she lost her memory. Mm. Because when she lost her memory, she still had a note from Winkleman's laboratory detailing a blueprint of a sort of ring an architectural plan of some kind. And this looks a lot like that. But you two saw it as well, so it also occurs to you that it's similar. Right. And on an extreme success, something just speaks to Felicity. That that wall, that door, that sector that you're looking at, that's the others. Okay. Okay. Mm. I know I know the others. One more thing about the extreme success is that as well as a ring and being kind of bisected like this, the the ring, so it you know it reminds you of that architectural plan. It remind you you know it's the others, but it also looks a little bit like an eye. I mean, it that does sound like it looks like an eye. Yeah. But that's a, that's the particular feeling that you're getting, and right. you feel like it's just looking at you. Hmm. What was your question, Jess? I was going to ask about this. You're specifically talking about the symbol that's on the door? Yes. Okay, because I was going to ask if the 60-foot-across sort of plaza ring thing that we're uh, looking at reminds Vi at all of the plans that she studied. Besides being a 60-foot-across circular space, no. Okay. But good, good question, but no. Um, yeah, so that's directly across from you. To the left of that are sprawling, like, market stalls, um, um, people busying themselves, going back and forth, but they're in kind of two really distinct sectors, right? There's there's the first half of anti-clockwise towards you, and then there's the second half, right? And... They, there's people chatting and trading, and people look in all kinds of ways. A lot of these people are very bizarre looking, and we can get a little more to that if we, you know, go to there and look into that. Um, but like the reason, absolutely thrilled. The reason that it's in two sectors is that the first sector, anti-clockwise towards you, right? Uh, you could think of this as like. Uh, as being kind of 10.30 on the clock from where you're standing around the plaza. Um, their markets have guards, and their guards wear Old English plate mail with a yellow design on the front. It's those guys. Oh, sh- And And Mary says, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and then the other market... Guys. And the other market, like I said, uh, is... Much like the first, like, market stalls and whatever, but just doesn't, like, people are not interacting. They're not, they're not, like, they're not breaching that boundary. Uh, And a lot more of those people are also, like, you can tell there's a little bit more of a homogeneity to the people who are there. Um, They're uh, tall people, uh, and and they wear um, turbans on their heads. Like, they they wear, like, a head wrap with, uh, like, golden 
um, pin kind of holding it together at the front. And if you, like, standing where you are and looking for a minute, you can see that a lot of these people have hooves on their feet. And their mouths are really wide, like a uh, like when a cat bears all its teeth. Okay, well that's kind of... Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Next, on the other side, the right-hand side, as you're looking at it clockwise around from the great eye, you see what appears to be almost like a deserted road. This leads into a... This leads into another sector, but you don't, doesn't look like there are any people in it. Mm. And then, as you're looking, you realize that actually there aren't people, but there are cats. The, the, the deserted sector that you're looking into, it strikes you so immediately as deserted because it, the buildings look almost like they're, they're bombed out or incomplete or whatever, but then you realize that it's almost like a skeletal structure that is like a big wireframe. Like, these emptied out kind of building structures, and there are cats all over them. I love cats. Somewhat sparsely spread, there are, you know, there are more of them, there, you know, uh, there are more of them and fewer of them in, in different groupings, like, and again, because of the space that you're in, you can see that this road just stretches into this kind of sector seemingly forever. Looking into that, that makes you realize that there are also cats actually just going to and fro all around the markets, both kinds of the market sectors, and all around the plaza too. One uh, actually scurries past you uh, closely. It doesn't seem bothered by your presence at all. Felicity is forlornly uh, reflecting on her lost opportunity to become a cat woman. <laughs> As in a, a woman who has a lot of cats, to be clear. No, a woman who is a cat. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> a, wo- a woman so... with the metaphysical essence of a cat, or a woman who is the metaphysical essence a in, woman the in the cat. Yeah, okay. I'm sure okay. if you dreamed hard enough, you could become a cat. And one of the um, we'll get to that. And one of the, <laughs> and the final sector, because because essentially six spokes come off from this ring that yeah. you're standing on, um, is kind of similar because it's it's very skeletal structure of buildings and spaces um but you can tell that the road away from this leads down into the earth so the 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 road that stretches away from you leads to a mostly empty barren looking space with trees but bearing no leaves just naked uh you know uh petrified dark trees and they have these cobwebs on them. But the road leads down into the earth. Hmm. At the front of this is a little stall. Seemingly kind of out of place. It's just a stall. There's just a little there's just a little there's just a little stall with the curtains drawn halfway across. Um that seems pretty normal. Probably nothing going on there. Out of character, I think that we should... I don't know. I don't know out of character what to do, but I know what I'll do in character. I feel like that's all that matters. I'm I'm waiting on Mary and Sarah. Because I don't don't know what their plan is yet. I think they're girlfriends. Wow, they can just do that? Apparently. 
That's so smart. <laughs> uh, I, I guess I, I quite like to just ask him. So, are, are those like just just no, normal cats? <laughs> <laughs> and Mary, you know, yeah, actually, uh, Mary goes, "Oh yes." Like they they, they like, can like talk or anything. I just I you know I, considering where we are, I feel like they they're gonna be able to talk or something. But you know that's weird as even for. No, what? Hang on, hang on. <laughs> they're normal cats. What do you mean? They're not like talking cats. Well, I mean, all ta- cats are pretty much talking cats. I don't um, know if you've ever been around a cat before, but they can be pretty vocal. Right. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Someone has met a cat before. Okay, Maybe I've geez. just been around the wrong cats. <laughs> I'm glad someone here has met a cat before. Right. I mean, can we can we go talk to them then? <laughs> like, <laughs> why? Another cat? Yeah. I mean, there there are kind of. I don't like, see why you couldn't talk to them. There's kind of a lot of traffic back and forth. Uh, you know, people coming and going from the from this junction point and moving in and out of different sectors. Uh, and there are cats in and amongst them. <laughs> you, <laughs> You can talk to any cat you want. <laughs> uh, I, I think Felicity just says, "Serena, relax. You're such a tourist." <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> um, uh, I would like to like kneel down and talk to one of the cat, like go to one of the cats, like, "Uh, h- hello, sir." Meow. I really don't know what I expected. Okay, <laughs> uh, s- sorry to bother you. <laughs> I think that's crying. That's kind of rude. You didn't even introduce yourself. <laughs> the cat, yeah, the cat wanders off. It, it, you held its attention for a couple of seconds and it's gone now. <laughs> that, 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 um, that wasn't talking. <laughs> well, that, okay. I mean, I think that depends on your point. Yeah, I mean, I, I, okay, sure, but. I couldn't understand it. Anyway. Speaking of human-centric, jeez. <laughs> is, is everything else, is everybody else here wearing hats other than cats? That is a good question. Yeah. Every, everyone is wearing hats. Uh, the cats except hats. the cats. Ooh. What's so special about the cats? Do you say that in character? Yes. Why, why aren't the cats wearing hats? And Sarah says, oh... They're under Bast's protection. Bast? Bast is, um... Egyptian? Oh, you know about archaeology. That's good. I think I went to a... Uh, some lecture or something. Yeah, the, um... The cult of Bast. They were a sect in a ancient cult. Egyptian religion. I don't know if you... If you know much about this. But here in the dreamscape, they're very normal. Uh, Bast is very powerful. She does not let any harm come to her followers, so they don't need to be disguised. Mm. Can we, wow. like, become... Wait, I mean, would we need to become cats to become followers? And, and, and Sarah is just, like, nodding. <laughs> okay, yeah, maybe, maybe not. Um... Like, she, like, she's nodding before you reach that conclusion, because she can see that you're, fig- that you're gonna figure out that yes, you would need to become a Wait, cat. Wait, that means these guys are all, like, some of them were human? <laughs> uh, yeah, some of them weren't. Felicity's, like, mind is, like, spinning. Just like... <laughs> <laughs> it's just like that gif with all the, like, numbers. just like, <laughs> this could be me. 
And you, um, uh, spot hidden roll. Everyone spot hidden roll. I just want to see who notices this. Okay. Because hmm. there's a lot going on in this, in this, um, space at once, and a little thing happens. Uh, uh, uh. 69. Nice. nice. My spot hidden is 75. Okay. Mine is nine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. sorry, that would have peaked in the audio so bad. <laughs> so, yeah, a bit, bud, a bit. Um, so, Felicity and Vi, any successes there? No. No. Okay, so just Serena has an extreme success. Which means that I think I'll, I'll think I'll let you notice a few things. Okay. Um, probably of most concern to you is going to be that the the brothers of the yellow sign. Some of them seem to have noticed your arrival. Okay. And are discussing you, and one of them's like, gesture like you can tell when someone's talking okay. about you, you know, and that's what's going on. But the small thing that you notice amongst all the busyness of this place is that the stall in front of the barren um tree land <laughs> with the cobwebs on the trees and the you know spooky misty place yeah um the, the stall that is alone in front of this empty place um the curtain twitches aside okay that's the thing you notice and um, I think that one last thing you notice is that in and among the, all of the various kind of, various kinds of people that are in the marketplaces, uh, you actually spot the others based on you having seen them in your, yeah. in your psychedelic trip before you can recognize them. Yeah. You see some of these floating eyeball okay. guys are actually... Not not so many of them. Nothing like the the hoofed men. Yeah. But like one or two. Does it look like they're just sort of kind of going about their business as much as that can be understood? Good question. They move very tightly together. Okay. And it looks kind of like almost like they're moving as one. Like if they were on a wire together and they were just being like puppeted around. Yeah. That wouldn't be. It's almost that closeness okay. of like movement, but I'm not saying that that's literally what's going on. I'm just being colourful with yes, my language yeah, yeah, here, yeah. to be clear. <laughs> and they're going, you know, so they go to one place and they have a little interaction with one, you know, market stall tender and and like uh, a vendor rather, and and you know, like do their business, and then and then as a unit, like you know, a pack of three of them move to somewhere else yeah. and do some business. But over they're there just sort of like. like... That. They're, they're, like, not really... They don't seem to have noticed us or are paying any attention. Oh, yeah, no, okay. those, those guys are just doing their yeah. business. Um, can I... I'd like to... Mary, uh, well, either Mary or... Either of them, really. Um, <laughs> it, so, if I step down and that... So, that, like, lets me access, like, another... Oh, you do not want to be stepping down. I was about to say, if I step down, how easy is it to step back up, so to speak? <laughs> You, you've, uh, you hit the nail right on the head, actually. That's, um, if you step down, you're going to be in a different time, and it's not going to be easy to step back up. Okay. I mean, you can't see the upper planes from here, can you? And that, that strikes you. You realize that... Oh, why are we, yeah, assuming that we're the one at the top. Right, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you'd have to, uh, just dream yourself right round in a circle until you got back here. Okay. Wow. Around. 
And and Sarah kind of like rolls her eyes. Mary says, oh, you're going to make them show off now. And Sarah hops just like merrily into the middle. Like, you know, if this were physical space, as I'm saying, it's not really understandable in physical space. Like, you would expect someone to jump down onto the next level down. That's the kind of distance we're talking about. But what Sarah does is is just float in a in a hopping way just into the middle of the plaza and disappear. Oh. Like they just descended down all the levels that you can currently see and out of sight. Well, it was nice knowing them. And then after a second they just drop from nowhere back to where they were next to you. Oh my Hey Octavia, I bet you can't do that. <laughs> I think I. <laughs> I know for a fact you can. can. You maybe could with a with a, a lot of practice. Even Mary can't do that. Oh. <laughs> so what makes us different? Incredibly impressed. <laughs> what did you say, Jess? What makes us different? Why can we do that? <laughs> uh you you can't do that. Please don't try to do that. I bet I could do that though. Please don't try to do that. Okay, but <laughs> let's be real. I bet and I Ma- could. <laughs> <laughs> and Mary, Mary says, so there's a few different um, places we can start looking for information around here. The men of Lang, and she gestures, like, you know, gestures, but you can tell she's pointing most directly at one of the hoofed, tall, turban-wearing men. Um, they're traders. They come from the, the, the Lang Plateau. It, their, popul- their, their civilization was actually on Earth, but it was a very long time ago. Hmm. You're, um, they, know, they know a lot. Some, some of them peddle more directly in information, but we'd have to trade material goods. They're very materialistic, and we, we'd have to actually buy it off them. Um, Can we just, like, uh, dream up money? <laughs> what? And, and um, Sarah goes, oh, there's no money here. Oh, what are they... Oh, goods and services? Things you find valuable. A, a barter economy? <laughs> They'd barter with you, for sure. Their economy is not... Uh, it's much more socialistic than that on the inside. And Mary says, um, Worst comes to worst, we could ask the Brotherhood, but they're liars. They lie compulsively. Typical. Oh, that's easy, then. If they lie all the time, you just got to think the opposite of what they tell you. <laughs> uh, I, speaking of which, you know they've noticed us, right? Oh, yeah. I wouldn't worry about that yet. They don't know who you are. And and she, um, this time instead of tugging on her own hood, she, like, uh, just playfully, like, flicks the peak of your, um, of your cap. <laughs> to remind you that you're wearing a hat, so you're disguised from, from the sight we could we we could try talking to the cats. I mean, uh, talking to them properly. But um, you but Bast is very uh, I don't know. She's set in her ways. And personally, I don't like trucking with her nonsense anyway. The entire cult is very monarchical. It's not really how we do things. Mm-hmm. She sounds fun. I think that we should keep that in mind. <laughs> There's the others, but we're not going to get any information out of them. We don't even... We barely know a thing about their society. And um, Sarah says, And, uh, of course, there's the spider. And she looks across at the stall. The, the spider? 
the Badnakai or the storytellers, they're an arachnoid race. They they trade in stories. Their main cultural focus is a thing they call the web, and it's a, a, a conglomeration of all the stories ever told, fictional or factual. Uh, they collect all the stories they can possibly come into contact with, and they're pretty useful as information brokers because being so familiar with stories, they're... It's complicated. And Sarah says, They offer story cues? It's not exactly predicting the future. It's not a, it's not a supernatural power of divination, but they... They're very familiar with stories, so they can tell where stories are, are going, and uh, they offer cues for in exchange for stories. Mm, that okay. makes sense. I mean, if you think about what unites people, you know, armies, gold, flags, it, it's got to be stories. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I have no Game of Thrones quip back, so I'm just gonna say <laughs> I'm gonna say that Mary that Mary says, well, in, in the case of the of the storytellers, yeah, it's what they love. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. I mean, perhaps they could tell us a story of where our the person we're looking for has gone to, and we can tell them our story in exchange. Yeah, I'd say it's worth a shot. And um, Sarah says, um, well, either way, I have some business to do in the market. Uh, anyone want to come with me? We can ask around while we're there. Yeah, let's let's do that first and then sounds good to me. What kind of things, uh, just like looking around, can we see being sold at the market? So... Um, in the, uh, the, the, the Brotherhood-controlled sector, mm-hmm. you can see a lot of uh, fruits. And you can identify them as fruits, but, like, it's such a peculiar array. Like, some of them look like gemstones you could eat. Ooh. Some of them look Red like... Uh, some of them actually move, and it's very troubling. But you can still tell they're, like, fruits and vegetables. Delicious. <laughs> and, like, deeper into the market... Uh, there's, there's different kinds of things. Some people are selling, uh, you know, there's kind of a, a grouping of like people selling tools. There's a groupings of people selling cooked food. There's groupings of people who are selling, um, like different, uh, materials. So like there are some people who sell like fabrics and cloths and some people who sell what could be building materials or artistic supplies or it gets a little strange because these are things that, like, the, the actual individual things are quite peculiar to you. Um, but frankly, like, as you, yeah, you, you go around and, like, enter into the the market, um, yeah, you realize that this sector stretches on, as with everything, like, for such a long way. They must sell everything here. Hmm. They're like... Everything? <laughs> a lot of stuff, okay. yeah. <laughs> we could just buy God then. <laughs> and uh, Mer- Mary seems miffed at this and like 
just just like walks off to go look at something. <laughs> um, Sarah takes you up to um, uh, one particular cellar. Uh, I've described them a little already, but the men of Lang. Uh, if you want to, if I mean, if you if you want to look up a picture of men of Lang, it's spelt as it sounds. Um, and yeah, so they are. Gosh darn, where is it in the thing? So you said that. Uh-huh. So this is like a Call of Cthulhu, like world character or yeah. like character type, but yeah. You said that they they don't delve into the like dreamland kind of lore in in the Call of Cthulhu. Yeah, it's kind but, of annoying. Right, <laughs> but is this is this a character from the stories that's kind of like yes. a dreamland type of person? Cool. Yes. Obviously, yeah, so... with the H.P. Uh, mm-hmm. Lovecraft's kind of Oriental mysticism. Kind yeah, of stuff. yeah, I was gonna say like. Oh sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, like. <laughs> That that should be up front, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that that's absolutely going on. Um, but um, yeah, like Lovecraft's lore of the planet Earth is that, like, you know, a long time ago, like the further back you go, there were different kinds of things who used to live on Earth. Um, different entire civilizations that rose and completely fell, mm-hmm. and. The men of Lang are a civilization who used to exist in the, um, in uh, the, the polar region, and that's where the the plateau of Lang that he writes about it. Because a lot of his like stuff has to do with like the exploration of the uh, Antarctica. Sarah goes up to one of the the men of Lang, one of these guys, um, and um, like he's sitting in a, on a chair behind his stall. Um, which sells what look like kind of clockwork parts, but like at first glance, you can't really make out what uh, they would fit together to do or what any of the devices or pieces that are on sale would do. It's just machinery that you aren't familiar with. It is not really necessarily troubling in the same way that like if you looked at a pla- uh, like an aeroplane engine, you wouldn't necessarily know what all the bits mm-hmm. did. You're just looking at some bits. Yeah, yeah. I right. absolutely wouldn't. Right. Um, and at first he's sitting, but then he stands up and he just towers over you. He's a big, tall boy. Ah, Sarah, what can I help you with today? And Sarah says, um, my friends here are looking for uh, an acquaintance of theirs. A human traveler who came through who wasn't uh, a newcomer and we didn't pick her up. You know anything? Hmm. Maybe I do. Depends, uh, what you've brought. Hmm. Dream logic. <laughs> and, um, Sarah turns to the three of you and says, Okay, look, this is how it's going to work. You're going to need to offer him something materially valuable to you. Okay. Um, I don't know what that's going to be, but you tell him what we're looking for. You know more specifics than I do. And uh, he might have information, but he he also could be full of shit. He's done this to me. <laughs> Great. Um, right. But I don't think I have anything on me. Do, like, what, do we have anything on us? I mean, other... You had everything that you went through with, basically. Okay. Oh, I don't have anything valuable so, like, with me. 
Fine, yeah. don't you carry around like hundreds of pounds? <laughs> well, sure. I, I don't but... think that that. Uh... <laughs> That's not valuable to buy. <laughs> That's a genuine point. Like, no, it's actually not, right? Okay, uh, Vi, give me your hundreds of pounds. <laughs> sure, okay. I mean, here, I carry 2,500 with me. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my Sorry, god. I, I carry 250 with me. Misplaced a zero there. <laughs> Which is still a lot for the time. You beat my puzzle of exchange values. <laughs> um, <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> and uh, Felicity uh, just takes a moment to look at more money than at... she's ever seen in her hand. Yep. Uh-huh. More Wait, do you even know how much money that hand. is? Don't you d- deal in like, what, shillings and stuff? She's been living here for a really long time. Right? You've been living you've been living in Narragansett for like years, right? Um, Let me be like, racist to Brits. Up to you. <laughs> <laughs> you can always be racist to Brits. It's, <laughs> it's never wrong. <laughs> um Yeah, uh Felicity uh just uh looks looks at this amount of money in her hand and and uh hands get kind of sticky and clammy <laughs> and then uh she she looks at uh at their friend and says this is a lot of money <laughs> and, and she hands mm. it over and she says very good it's not that much actually <laughs> shut up i'm so mad <laughs> She says, we're looking for a friend, Annie Rose. Mm. Tell me more. Maybe I know. Maybe I don't. Human gal. She's she's, she's a lesbian. <laughs> I don't know what that is. You know, like, um, it's like Sappho, you know. <laughs> like, she's a woman who loves women. Oh, I see. I know, you're so smart. That's, uh. Everyone in my species is like that. Mm. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> wow, if how does could that involve work? the brotherhood? Could... And uh, he grabs the money out of your hand so... and like stashes it away in a drawer underneath the desk. You're gonna get cancelled for making the race of people that are all like slightly subhuman, <laughs> like gay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! I, I, I wholly doubt that I'm going to get cancelled for making lesbian monster people. I like. <laughs> I think that's. I think personally, I'm I know a it. lot of people who are going to be really into that. Actually, no, you, you know, you, you, make a, you make a good point. I, I am spitting in the face of Howard Phillips Lovecraft for making an entire race of he/him lesbians. <laughs> um, so <laughs> he said. He says, mm, but if this does involve the brotherhood this could be sensitive information you and he turns to um serena you have something yeah what is it that i have that's valuable you you tell me you've been taking pictures whoa that's awesome how did you know that i have a sense for value you oh i'm sorry i have nothing you have 
At least nothing on me. <laughs> well, your money is meaningless to you, so yeah. <laughs> you just don't care about anything. <laughs> yeah, I, I take pictures, what of it? Can can I get a spot a spot hidden from everyone? Yeah, sure. Just a right quick spot hidden? Nineties Ah <laughs> Oh my god, you fumbled. Also, I think we all failed there. Yeah. Crikey. Alright, nobody knows anything that's going on. Right. Um business as usual. Serena feels dizzy <laughs> um y- yes I-, I can take photos what about it your photo device my camera i want it no no deal <laughs> oh yeah can we get you another one we can just get you another camera this is the only thing i have left from before everything went to shit I- I i'm sure they have up. very nice cameras here we can just I, get what you about a new this? Camera. See this? You you pull the trigger, it it make thing it, it makes things disappear. <laughs> <laughs> I want the other thing you make you use to make things disappear. Give me the camera. What? And um, huh? Sarah huh? Sa- Sarah says it's okay, Serena. If how this isn't worth know- it, we can just how would let's no how it's okay. How do you know that? Make things disappear. Yeah, what is what does that mean? I no, I I don't make them disappear. Yes, you do. Everyone disappears from you. Oh, well, that's very rude. Yeah, I I got that feeling too. I'm glad that you're saying something about it, but she does kind of push people away. <laughs> <laughs> Try to put this like unintentional jab in and you're just I, like I don't think that coming in for the kill <laughs> I don't think that Serena says anything at that <laughs> Mary who's been lagging behind you a little um, says hey hey come on let's just go talk to the spider you don't want to give him the camera it's fine it's fine we just go talk to the spider uh, what, what did he mean about everything disappearing I I don't know I'm not gonna make you roll to deceive on there or anything. No, I think so. <laughs> but you, <laughs> like, out of character. Mm-hmm. I guess Serena's always assumed that whatever the camera was doing and like everything that's been going on has been like an outside force. Mm. Just because she assumed that someone was like what coming and snatching. Yeah, like because of how would it have anything to do with like, like she doesn't she doesn't have magic powers. She you know like. Right, so it's a freaky idea that her camera is something. And also, somewhat, that, like, also if dangerous. that is the case, then that means that she's responsible for all of it. Right. Um, that would be pretty messed up. Yeah, it would Mary, be, wouldn't it? <laughs> Mary, Mary, Mary beckons you to, to to come out of the market and towards the to around the ring to the spider. Well, I'm sorry again that I didn't have anything to offer. Uh, well, I mean, I could give you anything that you wanted uh, off of me. I wouldn't mind. I don't want from someone who could give me anything. Oh, yeah, see, this is the problem that we've run into. Anyway, have a nice day. <laughs> um, and spot hidden again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a. Nice. Uh, extreme success, right? Uh, that's my spot is 52. Well. Yeah, that's an extreme success then. Um, so, um, yeah. B- before, 
I Oof. like because everyone's like heading off from this guy. Mm-hmm. Could I like I want to hang back and ask him like one more thing while when like on my own? Yeah, sure. So everyone's starting to move away. Sarah is staying near you while also buying some other stuff from different stalls, and Mary is leading the other two away. So on an extreme, so firstly, okay. Just botched, so we're looking at Vi, I don't know, I, I, I guess I just said feeling dizzy for Serena, so yeah, that's the that's the penalty for spot hidden going Maybe it's just now. like getting caught in the dream and like, <laughs> like, kind of everything's just flowing over you and it feels natural and you don't like... It just feels a bit weird, you just yeah. feel a bit weird, that's all it is. Um, <laughs> um, on a success, though, Serena notices that some of the others are nearby, and... Furthermore, she notices them looking past her at the party. But in an extreme success, Felicity realizes that they're looking at her. Oh. Um, and also, I think because it's an extreme success, this is fair, um, you see that the... Um, you, you now also see that the Brotherhood are, like, still... Like, some of these, like... Brotherhood of the Yellow Sign Guards are still watching you, and actually some of them have ventured into this area of the market, the non-Brotherhood-controlled part. Um, so, but now I'm going to deal with Serena's bit. Uh, hanging back. Yeah, I think she just, what did, like, she kind of says again, what, what do you mean I make people disappear? That information would be valuable to you, wouldn't it? I mean, how would you even know? But also, it's not... I'm not the one who makes them disappear. They just... Get out of my sight if you don't want to trade. Is there nothing else you want to trade? You have nothing else. You are just a little girl with your camera. And that's all you have. It is all I have. And that's why I can't give it to you. Have a nice dream. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and what were you going to say, Nat? <laughs> uh, before she sort of notices the Brotherhood are still watching and moving towards her, when when she notices that the others are looking at her, uh-huh. she kind of glances away, like she hopes she hasn't that they haven't seen her looking. Okay, and then she kind of. Looks back. Yeah, they're looking right at you. And kind of bats her eyelids. <laughs> and then turns away. <laughs> <laughs> and then she sees the the, the Brotherhood and uh, she sort of tugs on Mary's uh, sleeve and she says, I, I, uh, I think they're coming towards us, the brothers. Okay, quickly, 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 quickly. To the... St- to the stall, let's go. Um, and as you approach around the... Uh, so Serena said fuck you and wandered off and joined the party, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. So as you're approaching the stall, um, the the curtains have been fully drawn back now. And what you see is a charming little fellow, by which I mean a, light, a, a human-sized spider. <gasps> oh, I love him. <laughs> He's wearing a bowler hat. And... <laughs> He's not exactly like a spider. Uh, I described him before as arachnoid. Mm-hmm. So um, they are 
um, very large, um, like, eight-limbed creatures. He has these, like, four limbs for kind of, like, closer to his mouth, near his, you know, not, besides his mandibles. Yeah. Um, a couple of arms are, like, up on his back and seem to be pulling this thread out from behind his, kind of around the nape of, like, where, where kind of be the nape of the neck on a person, okay. right? Uh, that feeds into somewhere later, like, further into the stall that you can't really see. But it's kind of continually feeding. Yeah. Right? And then, uh, besides that, uh, as you approach and you can kind of see further into the stall, behind the table, he has more mouths. Oh. He has two other mouths on his abdomen. What'd that mouth do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but he's a big, floppy boy with a bowler hat. Uh, other than that, and uh, so many limbs, just legs for days. No, I mean eight of them. That's what the spiders have. Um, <laughs> and as I said, the the curtains are drawn back now. Um, it's like he opened up shop, and he's like in anticipation of business. And he's like uh, he knew he's neatened up right. So he's neatened up the shop and like neatened up the store, opened up the curtains. And as you're approaching. He's pretending not to notice you as such, and like as if he's just calling out to the crowd. Except this is the much sparser side of the plaza, and like, um, and like, there isn't the crowd there as such. There are just people who are passing by. Yeah. You know, now and then, but mostly not. And he's going. Let me just think about the voice for a second. Story cues, gotcha. Story cues, story cues. Oh my god, it's Admiral Trench. <laughs> anyway, this is the voice of Settlon now. We're going with this voice for the rest of the scene. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> and as I say, he's he's like casting out as if he's like telling whoever, but it's like you, I mean, you've put together that he is doing this performance as you're approaching. Yeah. It's announcing time. It's announcing time <laughs> with me, Travis. Edit that out of the podcast, <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm going for like a carnival barker thing, right? He's like, story cues, yeah. get the story yeah, cues, hey, yeah, oh. Yeah, 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 it's good. I love it. Like, like okay. a kid peddling newspapers. Right. Read all like about it. That's what he's like, only he sometimes <laughs> makes like the noise with animals. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so I just looked See, up who Admiral Trench is. <laughs> So, so he's so he's you know he's speaking your language but like with a mouth that don't do that yeah so that's why there's just occasional mm. at the same time. yeah 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 okay um no i think i think serena's still a little bit quiet for now come on you know we're here we you know you know we're here for you don't don't do this oh customers can i interest you in story cues I'll take one information on, um, wh- who are we here? To- Annie. An- Annie. Annie Rose. Annie But you can Rose. have so many story cues. What's a story cue? I can tell you about where your story is going. Oh. How's that coming to cube? Cues! Cues! <laughs> that still doesn't make sense, though. Mary says, uh, it's a bunch of hassle. It'll fucking... It, it, it's it's more liable to just wind you up than anything else. I wouldn't bother. Hmm. Okay, but I... It'll come true, you know. Everyone wants to know their future. 
Yeah, I would like to buy something. But I'd like to buy the yes. information on the person. Uh, but if you don't want to sell me that, then I will buy whatever you're selling. <laughs> wow. Whoa, that's a, that's a great deal. <laughs> Guaranteed sale for me. Luckily for you, I'm happy to tell you whatever you want to know. Who are you looking for? Tell me the story. Well, uh, there's a woman at the library, and she's called Hilda, and her friend, well, her lover, <laughs> was captured and taken to the dreamland. She's called Annie Rose, and we're looking for her. And uh, as you're describing this, you see that the, the the silky thread that is being pulled out from behind this spider by a couple of his arms, he's, he's pulling it. He's pulling it faster as you're describing the story. And we're here to find her. Do you know where she is? Oh, let me think, let me think. Maybe, maybe. Let's see, where is this story going? Hmm. Okay. Okay. If the friends didn't pick her up, somebody else did. One of the other gods, I'd say, has her. Oh. Which one? Hmm. Which indeed, which indeed. Liars abound. I don't think they're going to tell you. Who's they? I can't tell you too much of the story. That would be spoiling the story. And then it would go sour. But I thought... Can you tell us the story of the god who's taken her? This is fun. We don't share the web. You give us the stories. Yeah, this is great. So do you just make up the story or what? (laughs) I would take a made-up story just as well as a true one. All stories are Delicious. Okay, cool. Um, let's see. Well, I guess. Oh. Um. Well. Are you trying to come up with a story, <laughs> like on the spot, or are you trying to remember something? I think I think Vi's trying to remember a story, but she's working mm-hmm. with limited. Ammunition. I, I think if yeah, it's kind of not her main thing right now, huh? <laughs> if Bai isn't coming up with one, Serena can step in and be like, "I've got a story." Oh yes. Once upon a time, there was a woman named Serena. She had a job and friends and family, and she had a camera. One day, Serena realized that the people that that she photographed her job, they they were going missing. They were being replaced, and she she thought that there was a conspiracy. That she was she was onto something, and and she started you know investigating. Eventually, she. She tried taking her own photo with the camera. She didn't think anything would happen, just that, you know, the coincidences, they were all adding up too much. And then, and that's when a whole 
the whole world got turned upside down, and even after all of that, she she still she never thought that 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 it was something that she was doing. She thought that you know external forces or or something, and then she took more people's photos, and they vanished as well, and she still didn't realize. How, uh, before I talk about the reaction of the spider, um, how are Felicity and Vi feeling hearing this story? Felicity's uh, awestruck and she's putting it together with the pieces of what Serena had said after the dreamland. Mm. She kind of assumed that... After the dreamland? Um, after the sort of entering the dreamland. Yeah, gotcha. She, she kind of uh, assumed that Serena just had like a messed up experience and was not clear on reality but now she's just laying out this whole story and and so she just says Serena is that true? Don't all stories have a kernel of truth in them? How's Vi feeling about the story? Why why would you want to keep the camera then? Hold, the, get rid of it. I, I didn't think that it was the camera. I thought it was something else, but now I don't know. I, Winkleman went missing, and I took a photo of him. But that after after I took a photo of myself, I I used my camera and. Uh, you got the you you mean um, Basingstoke? Basing, wait, who who's yes yes sorry Basingstoke. It's my fault for doing too many scientists. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's um, entirely on me. <laughs> I, I took a picture of Basingstoke and he he disappeared. He got replaced. Uh, but And the spider holds up a hand. And when I say a hand, I mean a claw. Um, and, and says, wait. You don't have to give your camera to anyone. I can give you a story cue. But whose story cue do you want? Your friend you're looking for? Uh, and he like gestures, like raises another hand as if he, as if he's kind of su- suggesting, you know, hold that thought. And then he's like, "Or you?" and points with another hand at Felicity, and another, and, and goes, "Or you?" and points with another hand at Serena, and points and goes, "Or you?" and points with another hand at um, Octavia. Uh-huh. I can give you story cues. I see where your story's going. Mm. But yours is one I've heard before. Not that I'm here to correct you on your own story, friend, but you never took a picture of Basingstoke. I... Yeah, Basingstoke was disappeared. I can tell you the cue about the story you're on now. I can tell you where you need to look. I... For one more story, but I can tell you one of your story cues too. You have no idea. Well, I'll buy. I'll get my own story cue. Thanks. I wanted. I, <laughs> I'll come up with a I, real good story. You'll see. <laughs> I. I. I, wa- I feel like she won't, right? Because she just doesn't know anything. <laughs> well, I saw someone in the Discord describe it as Vi living that true, head empty, no thoughts life. <laughs> I. I. I think that. Serena turns to Felicity and Octavian's like, I... We need to find Annie Rose, but... What if I don't... What if I don't get another chance like this to get some answers? 
Well, you can think of another story, right? He said, fiction is just as good as reality here. We can, we can trade more stories. Mary says quietly, um, I don't want to alarm anyone, but they have noticed us and they are looking for us. And even if that weren't the case, how long you spend in this dream is an issue. I think you have long enough to tell him one more story. You can have one cue. We can find out the cue to get Annie Rose, and we have to get out of here. Mm-mm. Okay. We need to find out about Annie Rose. So I'm just establishing, for the record, yes. there is exactly long enough to tell one more story if you want to, to get one person's story cue besides the cue for Annie Rose. Okay, could I, in that case, could I get mine now? I'll buy you your story, cue. You said I made a mistake. What did you mean? You tried to tell me your story truly. You got two things wrong. You never took a picture of Basingstoke. And the start's a mess. It's all lies. <laughs> but here's your cue. No way home. No way home. I can't tell you more. It'll spoil it. Mm. That does make sense. <laughs> what do you mean? The start The start wasn't lies. What do you Mary says. Okay. Octavia, tell your story fast. We need to know. Wait, wait, wait. No. What do you mean the start was all lies? And she... And uh, she nudges, uh, she nudges you, Serena, and you see that uh, a group have gotten together of the armored men are like uh, marching around the edge of the plaza towards. Okay, you. Octavius, tell your tell your story quick. Then I've got an idea. Okay, here's the story of the most epic prank gone wrong. <laughs> I love it! So it all started uh, at the Bancroft Manor when I met with my Uncle Monty and he told me he was planning the most epic prank ever. He told me the plan... He's pulling so much thread out right now. He's so into it. He loves this story. He said the plan is to take this Mayan artifact and put it into a lighthouse lab as a prank because the lighthouse lab guy get this didn't even know what was in his lab (laughs) he's like bouncing up and down he loves the story so much so of course i said sure i'll do it for you uncle monty i love pranks and so I went <laughs> to the lighthouse to do an, a cool epic prank on this this <laughs> scientist. And get him. And then when I was there, uh, my two friends also came along to help me. And that was nice of them. I don't know how they knew to do that, but they came along to help me. <laughs> and we all went inside yeah, and we did They distracted him. It was like a really cool plan I came up with, but they distracted him. And then I put the pyramid in the art, the artifact pyramid in the lab. 
and he didn't even notice. And then get this, big payoff time. He did an experiment, the lab exploded, and then he burned to death. <laughs> uh, Felicity's having flashbacks right now. That makes sense, yeah. <laughs> She's not in a good place. And the spider, the spider is bouncing up and out, and he fucking loves this story so much. And he's like, oh my god, the prank couldn't have gone worse. I know where your story's going, you're going to get betrayed. <laughs> oh. He realizes that he, like, gave away a story cue because he was, like, too into the story. Betrayed. Ooh. You want to know about, ah, Annie Rose? And uh, Mary says, Mary, like, kind of uh, thumps on the table and she goes, Yes, now, right now. And um, the spider goes, You have to follow the black cat. She's with Bast. Oh, awesome. Let's go. Yeah, the, the guys, you can see the guys are progressing around the ring. They're nearly at you. Which black cat? And with his final arm, <laughs> he reaches right over his head and points uh, frantically. That one! And and you see this little black cat scurrying across the <laughs> around the other side of the ring towards Bast's kingdom. I absolutely love this visual. The spider just points at this random cat walking past, and then like four head, like five heads, just like boom, 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 yeah, turn, turn yeah. and look at this cat, uh-huh. just like yeah. You can like the cinematics <laughs> of it are so good. <laughs> And at the same time, yeah, at the same time, these these uh, these guys from the Brotherhood are closing in. Uh, Mary says, um, Mar- Mar- uh, "Mary says we have to go right now, 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 now." And says like shoving you to to move. Felicity tightens her fist around the knuckle dusters and uh, thinks really hard about dreaming forwards. <laughs> Great, you're starting to dream forwards at a, at a, at a, at a yeah, a good, a solid how, rate to get away. How close of a group of um, yellow Roman. Yeah, they're nearly upon you. You will have to run. Can okay. I raise my camera at them? <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> Are you gonna try? And I want to try something. Try and take a picture of them. Is that what you're going for? Yeah. I I I, I tell everyone to get back. Do a photography roll. Um. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Can I just say? All this fucking rules. Uh, uh, okay, it's a sixty-three that I got a. I got a. Here we fucking go. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Something's happening. I don't know what, but something is happening. So, with an extreme success, <laughs> you take the nicest picture of anything you've ever taken, <laughs> and it's of a bunch of plate mail wearing lopping fascist creeps bearing down on you with swords. So it is beautifully framed. <laughs> and the flash goes off and it startles them for a second and uh, they're like what? Okay, actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, they never disappeared immediately. We still need to run!
You've been listening to the Rolling with Rainbows actual play podcast. The music for the podcast was created by Molly Noise. As well as the podcast, Rolling with Rainbows is a YouTube show for aspiring DMs who want to make their tabletop games as fun, safe, and inclusive as possible. Links to the show and to the Rolling with Rainbows Discord community are in the description of every episode. The podcast and show are funded by the support of our patrons at patreon.com slash thatjess and patreon.com slash curiovids.